Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You're only as good as your word, and he stands by his. This is The Roy Green Show. Thanks to uh, John McComb from CKNW Radio in Vancouver, from to Ryan Jesperson from 630 Chat in Edmonton for joining us and sharing their perspectives and listeners' perspectives from their simulcast broadcast on the issue of the pipeline extension, Kinder Morgan Pipeline Extension in British Columbia, and the suggestion from the B.C. government that it may be delayed because B.C. is concerned about diluted bitumen spills and the response from Alberta and from Premier Notley, who, as Ryan pointed out, has a tremendous amount of political capital invested in this and is very much in need of a political victory, cutting off British Columbia wine to Albertans for a while anyway. Neither of them feel that there's going to be any sort of tit-for-tat and, a, and uh, an escalation in the, in the economic warfare that's uh, probably an overstatement, econ- economic warfare. But you know what I mean. 800-263-2428 is the number. 800-263-2428. Who's to blame? And do you think that if Ottawa gets involved, gets engaged, do you think that Mr. Trudeau is really going to have his heart in it? Or is Mr. Trudeau mostly interested in no pipelines? And if he just delays and dithers, which he's quite good at, um, will Kinder Morgan eventually say, we're out? John McComb told us that the the CEO of Kinder Morgan said there's no drop date, no drop dead date as far as that's concerned. Grace sends an email to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Roy, it's not all of B.C. that's against this pipeline. It's mostly Vancouver. Gord is in Calgary. Gord, thank you for the call. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Roy. Uh, Justin would do nothing. He's a wimp, number one. Number two, uh, I've experienced in my life when you run up against a bully, you punch him in the nose. You don't give them gifts. You don't give them some air time. You don't give them anything but a punch in the nose. Here's what they have to do in Alberta. I'm from Calgary. Very simple. You go to court. You stop Kinder Morgan shipping everything. They ship aviation fuel. They ship natural gas. They ship bitumen. You paralyze Vancouver International. You paralyze the town of Vancouver immediately. Now, Vancouver says, well, we'll just get it from elsewhere. People don't line up with tankers to give you gas and aviation fuel. And if you want it coming across the border, best of luck with that one, too, because it would be literally thousands, thousands of trucks a week coming across that border to fill up just your aviation needs, just your aviation needs. That's what you do. That's how you deal with a bully, period. So... So you're quite willing, quite quite uh, agreeable to escalation with Alberta escalating the uh, the the the, uh, the, re- the retorts, yeah. the replies, yeah, Roy, you, the economic Roy, reply. Roy, very simply, is you punch the bully in the nose. Now, I'm telling um, Kinder Morgan to lose money. I'm not actually saying that. I'm saying you're going to get your money back when Vancouver and BC blinks. Then you'll get your pipeline. Then you'll recover the costs that you lost while we cut it off. All right, Gord, I appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. In Calgary, 800-263-2428. Bill is in Vancouver, listening to CKNW, no doubt. Hi, Bill. 
Hello, Bill. Oh, hi. Yes, sir. Go uh, ahead, please. Yeah, I'm. I'm certainly in favor of the pipeline. I've. I've. Uh, for I was born and raised in Alberta. Spent the last thirty years here in BC. To me, this is just a uh, an NDP uh, uh, smokescreen. Uh, it, it's. It's just uh, an appeasement of their of their uh, of their voters out here on, on on the coast, and there's no danger. There is no danger. I mean, zero, zero. You know, well, uh, I mean, how, how can you can you say zero? How do you say zero danger? Well, if you if you look at how they're going to ship this, they're only going to ship it during daylight hours. Uh-huh. They have these massive tugs. I don't know if you've noticed the uh, the Washington Marine. Uh, 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 dock where they used to have these little pipsqueak tugs, but they brought in these tugs that are four times the size. Okay, they're not going to ship in rough rough weather. They've got uh, increased uh, uh, in, increased. But there's never uh, you can never you can never you, Bill you can never definitively say there's a zero chance of any of any yes, problems. Yes, I can say zero. Well, I guess you chance. can say it, but yes, I can. You get who said who else said that? Yes, I can. All right, Bill, I thank you for the call in Vancouver. Going to move along quickly because I have to get that interview in with uh, Christine Elliott as well. Ken is in Edmonton. Ken, go ahead, please. Thanks for taking my call, Rob. Yes, sir. First, first time caller here. Thank you. I, I think it's the politicians. Nobody has any vision. It's kind of, I could compare it to the election in, in the States. Out of 330 million people, those are the only two people they could come up with to run the country. We have the same problem here. It's all sound bites and looks, and I think we should do more um, to find out substance and vision from our politicians. And it's more. interesting you say that because, as Ryan pointed out, Rachel Notley has a tremendous amount to lose, and she can also gain, and time is getting short for her as far as having... Uh, a buffer until the next election is concerned. So if Ms. Notley, if Premier Notley is perceived to be strong and uh, and puts British Columbia in its place, her chances of doing well in the next election are probably magnified. So that brings us to how much of it is really objective response to the issue and how much of it is political. And I'd say right now it's weighted to political for both of them. 100%. Ken, I appreciate it. Call us again. Okay. Thanks again for taking my call. Yes, sir. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Um, We'll take a break, and then when we come back, you'll hear Christine Elliott, who's running for the leadership of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party. She wants to be the premier of Ontario. So in different parts of the country, we have different political dynamics going on. Who would have thought just a couple of months ago the Patrick Brown would be gone as the leader of the Ontario PCs, and there would be a, a, a chase for the leadership of the party. The party is still in the lead in the polls as far as winning the election is concerned, even without a permanent leader at this point. We'll come right back.